Hey guys, welcome back to the Ike Cast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, um, thank you for joining us. Welcome back. Um, today we're going to actually go back to our um, original format. So the first um, 30 minutes is going to be our war room, and then we're going to pivot to our happy place. Um, so hope for you to be with us for both but understand sometimes the topics are heavy so let's dive right into it chris yeah unfortunately speaking you know Zack snyder month can't last forever and uh... <laughs> <laughs> although you know what it's going it's going really strong because uh, just a side note and we can um address this or talk about it in our um you know in the happy place but um the justice is gray that has been dropped as well so yeah. and that's the um the four hour snyder cut um uh, in black and white which is so cool and amazing as well but let's uh let's go back to what are you know to uh the war the war room yeah. if possible okay so a couple of things that we want to talk about one is um the vaccinations COVID-19 rollout and travel. And then um, the second thing we want to talk about, we, you know, last week we had made the determination decision that we were just going to talk about the Snyder Cut, but there was a mass shooting that did happen last week. Um, and it, the target was the Asian American community, Asian American Pacific Islander community, so the AAPI community. Um, and, you know, so that mass shooting happened. And then we had a couple of days later, we had a second mass shooting in Colorado. And I was just telling Chris, we have another one in Virginia Beach early this morning. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about gun reform and then vaccination. So let's let's dive into the gun for, gun reform discussion first, Chris. Yeah. I mean, this is a hard one mainly because I like there there is need for common sense gun reform, but you know, like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, you've seen people go through the process, right? Um, and I think we mentioned earlier that even you went through the process, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I don't think we really talked about it, but yeah, we did go through. Uh, so just for everybody tuning in, I had been wanting to do this for a really long time. And last year I did it. I submitted my permit application for a handgun and um, also um, you know, license to, to purchase, right? And um, it was approved um, late in December, and um, since, uh, and you know, uh, with vaccinations and um, you know, um, training centers opening up, and these type of facilities opening up, I started in February. I started training with a handgun, and I have to say that it's you know what I love the experience. I love the fact that I'm able to do this. You know what um, I do not I. I went through the background check, you know, I did my fingerprinting and stuff and I still have to go through a secondary. So when I actually determine which, um, handgun I want to purchase, you know, they are, I'm going to still go through a second, um, and another review. Now, Chris, you've done a lot more research on this, so you can um, speak to it a lot more intelligently than I can. I just, 
you know, I'm doing the, I'm going through the steps that I need to. And, you know, and I'm relying on the guidance that I'm given from, um, uh, by both, not only the training center, but of course you, because you just, you know, in my opinion, is so not, you're so knowledgeable in this area. Yeah. I mean, fundamentally like, but the, like just your experience and the process that you had to do in your yeah. home state, right? Like that I feel is a good and common sense measure of gun control and it's not shared across all 50 states some yeah. states are more strict some states are less some states are you know it, it all depends but there's no uniformity right and right in a borderless you know you know conglomeration of of of, of states and regions right you can theoretically go to one you know get you know get someone from one state to purchase something move it across another state no issue and it's technically illegal in the other state right, right. like you, you can have there's so much cross-border travel with this sort of stuff and and well right cross-border travel and um I, they're not having them right now but when you have those um the conferences or what are they called um the the you know the historical gun type of come on Chris you know like the events of, um, well there's auctions but um they're the well, the reenactments or something no not the reenactments it's where you know you can go to a, it's almost like a, a, a gun fairs that's it <laughs> oh a gun fairs. show a gun show a gun, a gun show. show that's it <laughs> yeah, I, people... I was like you just bother <laughs> Yeah, people like to harp on the gun show sort of loophole, but like what that really fundamentally is is that you, uh, it's it's just the ATF and and all their agencies are literally on standby for those sort of things, and that's why that there's yeah. such a fast turnaround. Right. Right. So just to, right, just to go through the process, what I went through was I submitted my application, um, online, and. And after that, I had to go get my fingerprinting done. So I scheduled for <laughs> fingerprinting. You okay there, Chris? Yeah, it's just leave my throat. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so we go through the fingerprinting process. And then uh, first, it's run against the federal. Um, once it's a, once my fingerprints are are approved, uh, gone through the background check with at the federal level, it's... I think at the state level and then at the local level, right? Or is it at state level and then local level? But I know I still, um, so there's, there's two to three layers of background checks and approvals. And I can tell you that, you know what, it, the process itself took two months, um, over two months actually. So, um, it took over two months to get all my background checks completed. Now, it took me less than a week to go get my fingerprinting done, but think about that. It took over two months to get all of the background checks done and um, at, even at the local level for it to be approved. And then I got an email saying, I can go to my local police station and I can pick up my permit. And that's exactly what I did. I made an appointment and then went and picked up my permit. And I've already been advised that, you know what, uh, when I decide what I'm going to purchase, um, I'm still going to go through a, a, another process there. And, um, you know, I'll still have to wait 30 days before I can pick it up, pick up the handgun. Um, 
but availability is also the the issue with COVID-19. Uh, but if you think about it, you know, it's at least a 90 day process, right? To purchase. And um, it's, and of course the second part of it is it's so important to learn about, get training on it. And that's what I've been doing. I've been getting training on, um, you know, and um, because there isn't as many, because of the reduced number of individuals who can be in the range, um, you know, I, I have at least a 30 day wait every time I go in for, for some training and that's the way you should be doing it. You should get trained, um, in it. It's not, they're not scary. It's the individuals. It's a responsibility. Yeah. Fundamentally. And here's the thing. I think there needs to be sort of necessary stopping points, blocks yeah. in the process in order for, because sometimes people can have bad ideas and, and have bad decisions in their head and right. then enough time passes and like, wow, that was stupid. Right. right. I think that's applicable to most people, but I do think that there's just evil people out there who will wait the whole time. Right. But, you know, it's just come to the point where, like, gun regulation is kind of necessary because, and I believe in, the, you know, I believe in the Second Amendment. I'm all for the liberty, you know, to, you know, for the right to bear arms. But it's like. Right. Obviously, I am too. Yeah. But it's like no one is. It's, it's like there's not enough or there's too many people. And so th this outlier of, of like, you know, that variable of someone who just goes off and does a mass shooting becomes, you know, so much. It, 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 the statistic just goes up and it feels like it's happening more often. Right. And right. it like, I, what can I say? This was this is a right that, you know, in other places is a privilege. Right, and because it's a privilege, there's ways to limit and go like, hey, guess what? Do you know what you guys were? You guys had a good streak, but someone had to ruin it for everybody. Right? Here, you can't do that, and you know the process. You've been through the process, and in your process, there was so much, you know, like background checks and looking at it. You still don't even have, a, like, purchased a firearm. No, I haven't. <clears throat> right. Because you know what? I'm, I'm systematically doing it right it's i'm one step at a time and i'm trying to understand what am i going to be the most comfortable with right Precis yeah precisely and so yeah just how you how you're supposed to to, to examine all these like there's no easy solution in the american situation unfortunately right uh because it's codified into the constitution because it is a right and not a privilege you know like and amendment is impossible Right, removing the. Second but Chris, amendment. I don't think there should be an amendment. I completely believe in the Second Amendment. I know I agree. We need to. It's, we but like, right? there's like there are no solutions that can. And the Second Amendment means that like the limitations on this right, have you know it's like you have to like weave in and out of that line. And the Supreme Court, you know, is conservative now. Those limitations might disappear, right? Um, and then in turn, what's it called? Just. The, 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 the entire, you know, gun culture of the United States, right, they become reactive to any sort of huge change, right? Like the assault weapons ban that lasted from 94 to 2004, that created the market and the huge drive for assault-style weapons, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the AR-15s and the AKs, they, they weren't all that crazy popular 
right? These things have been around since the 60s. They only became popular post-2004 because, you know, there was this ban in the market which created this this now new demand all of a sudden, which then exploded because, you know, essentially everyone goes like, ah, that's the one, and then they become cheap, and then they become accessible, modular, whatever. All of it becomes so problematic. And that was that was an aspect of gun control that totally failed, right? Mm-hmm. Would it have worked if they kept the assault weapons ban? Maybe, right? But, right. you know, like, there's no such thing as long-term anything because they build in, you know... The assault weapons ban had a built-in, you know, uh, end date of 10 years, and it was chosen not to be re-upped by the Bush administration. Right. Right? Uh, brought in, I believe, by the um, by the Clinton administration. Yeah. So it's, it just, it, it falls away. Well, uh, so here's the thing is, um, I, I think my understanding is um, uh, the, the Boulder Colorado shooter uh, he passed off all of his background checks. Exactly. Right? So it's the thing is that, you know what? Um, and it, here's the thing is, Chris, every time I go for training, right? I have to sign off on uh, assumption of risk and waiver, right? And the questions that they ask in the waivers is very uh, obviously you know they're they're protecting themselves right the facility is protecting themselves because they don't want anybody to come back and say oh because and they're relying on your statements or your assertions good faith but some of the questions that do come up is you know do you have anger issues do you have you know um have you ever been barred from from um purchasing a firearm right so it's and i inherently i'll even though i know those questions i go ahead and read them anyways right and so it's you know when we have more of these it's there's something that i think happens with individuals that they they snap right like the colorado um shooter wouldn't have gotten the you know the 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 permits unless he passed the the um, background check yeah right so i don't know what i and i i'm not sure what the solution is getting rid of the second second amendment absolutely not but you know there there does have to be as you said uh common sense reform what is that common sense reform? Here's the thing is that, you know, we've talked about this, right? Um, there's the Commerce Clause. Mm-hmm. And we can always look at, okay, the, the, you know, the Commerce Clause to see if we can use the Commerce Clause to get some uniformity in terms of the application of, you know, doing the background checks and, um, you know, gun reform. But the thing is that you are going to have Republican states that are going to, uh, you know, sue the federal government um, and, you know, argue that it is unconstitutional and it's a violation of their their Second Amendment. Yeah. It, right. It, so because it's so entrenched, right, the mm-hmm. the limitations on it fundamentally come down to the Supreme Court's interpretation and the Supreme Court will be interpreting, you know, its interpretation will be very favorable, favorable to expansion of those rights at the current moment. So, uh, as opposed to any sort of like common sense restriction, so I don't see. Yeah, it, it, we're in we're in a tr- 
gun reform is, is in a troubling position because all the gun reforms in the United States are all about issues on how to, you know, prevent people from purchasing. Right. right. And that's not, that's not, it, it ha, there has to be, it can't be prevent people from purchasing. There has to be. Yeah. And it, no, but there also has to be the other side, which is buyback. Right. You know, right. You know, get the guns off the streets. Right. Not nationwide buyback initiatives. Right. Those are other aspects of, of, you know, gun reform. But yeah, until there's, until there's some level of consensus, until there's a, a big change in, in, in my opinion, the courts, because I think that the majority of the people are on the side of some level of gun reform, but um, I do not think that that there is enough political will, and more importantly, there is not enough um, there isn't enough support within the Supreme Court to successfully create any sort of meaningful change, right, mm -hmm. or meaningful mm -hmm. reform, without it being shut down, right? Even the slightest bit of 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 push you know in one direction or the other will cause will cause issues um so yeah what it okay. this gun reform issue uh i think yeah th not so maybe right maybe it's you know um limiting the the attachments that you know go on and so um apparently uh the one in colorado it was a a pistol that was used but the pistol had um add-ons you mean attachments? Yeah, attachments. See, I don't know the terminology. You know what I mean, Chris, right? Like they had attachments, so it converted a, a it looks like, I, and I'm looking at a diagram, right? It looks like the pistol itself was converted into some sort of rifle looking thing. Um, so what, it's like a, a barrel and a stock and something? Yeah. So maybe that's the, is that, because here's the thing is, you know what? The people I see, they're all responsible. Okay, so when you say pistol, in the training okay. center, right? Okay, so okay, so this is what they mean by pistol. Okay. All right. And again, I, I you know, I'm looking at a diagram. I'm reading it. I yeah, yeah. Okay. Admit so, that you know, I'm not okay. like. So yeah, I'm looking at the diagram myself, and yeah. So what they mean by pistol is that it is okay. So it is an AR-15 style weapon. Yeah. Okay. Right, which is normally a rifle because it has a fixed stock. Right, and right, a, right, right. You know, a long enough barrel, but this doesn't technically have a stock because you know loopholes in the way the law works. That thing on it is technically what's called an arm brace. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And. It's barrel. That's length. the thing at the back, right? Yeah, yeah. The stock, it's its stock portion is an arm brace for technical for technical reasons. You can use it like a stock, for all intents and purposes. But it's called an arm brace, and therefore it's not because it's not considered a stock. This weapon doesn't have one, right? And therefore it now is either a short barrel rifle, right? But the 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 barrel is 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 long enough that it doesn't have to be a short barrel rifle, or if it is short barreled it doesn't technically have a stock so the, it, it this this is this is the problem because the definitions in the law allow for you to 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 do this where mm. what looks obviously like a rifle right yeah is technically classified as a pistol right and that's what i'm looking at is like it looks like a rifle but they say it's a it's a pistol and it, i'm just like not seeing <laughs> seeing it but again like i said you're a lot more unknowledgeable and educated on this stuff. 
than I am. Yeah, you know it's, what? It, it's, it's, I, it's the issues in the law. It's like the problems that we had earlier when the Las Vegas shooting, right? The, uh, right? the bump stock issue. Those were purely legal in the law because they didn't alter the gun in any meaningful way that changed the fundamental truth that one trigger pull equals one bullet fired, right? It just makes it so that you pull the trigger faster. Right. And they're saying that, um, just from reading this article, that the, the, the pistol itself, it's a novelty um, a piece of equipment, right? But what they're saying is that it, whether it's a, a long gun or a pistol, it's got the same firepower. It's a semi-automatic uh, made for combat. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's used the same thing. And it's legal definitions that change the furniture of the rifle. To that ch that that changed what the rifle is. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it, it for all intents and purposes, it is just an AR-15 rifle. But they've you know attached you know the, the the certain pieces of it of the furniture, the stock, the barrel, you know the 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 you know the length of the barrel. All these things make it so that it's a pistol, right? The mm -hmm. like the normal definition of what you think a pistol would be would be like you know. Um, the bullets are in the grip of the uh, of the firearm, right? As opposed to in a yeah. separate magazine ahead of the trigger. So, yeah, it, it it fits a definition by technicality, right? And it's and yeah, this guy has has essentially what is a more concealable uh, firearm because he could have a shorter barrel and he could have uh you know an arm brace on it that could be detachable, right? He has this shorter profile more concealable firearm that is a rifle for all intents and purposes um yeah and i think what you're saying is that even though it's technically classified as a handgun it's more of a rifle but it's it's the technicality and i think that's where now i haven't um i haven't been exposed right now to rifles or shotguns um that will be my next after i'm comfortable with um with uh you know a handgun and, and stuff like that but um this is all this is all like very uh, it, this is a this is a culture right um handgun ownership is a culture um and it's a safe culture yeah, for the most part. But, uh, yeah, for uh, the most part, it's a safe culture until you have yeah, things who, like that. Yeah. Right. And uh, the thing is that um, I, I think these people who engage in these type of mass shooting, shootings, they have these underlying biases that just get triggered. And I, I think they're the really, we do need to, as a country, as a society, we need to step back and really understand, okay, um, what, what do we need to understand, you know, what needs to be done to try to minimize this? And it's not, it can't be just about, you know what, you're infringing on my second amendment. I, here's the thing is, you know, and this, this leads us even into, masks right like the whole idea of not wearing a mask was because it infringed on lib their lib one's liberty and i don't understand that it's because any sort of in any sort of like limitation is an infringement and that it's the inch and mile argument right that they subscribe to mm. it's like you know we you know we give them just this inch they're gonna just gonna take everything away we're gonna be left with nothing 
we're going to be left with like you know old you know turn of the century era bolt actions right like just you know the, the only firearms will they'll take away actually all firearms right like the, the, the gun control will just make all firearms so hard to get uh, mm-hmm. I mean and there are some people who want that there's some people who want to just totally change the way that the that the constitution is Right. So my my thing is, um, I I would propose this. My proposition would be that, <coughs> excuse me, if you're anti-gun or you're you know for gun control and stuff like that, hang on a second. <coughs> Sorry, I've got to take a look at the back of my throat. Um, you Turn need around. to. <laughs> it really is. It's contagious. Um, you need to, you know what? I would encourage you to go to a, a range, talk to people, get yourself educated about it because they're, they're knowledgeable and they have the patience to answer your questions, right? You can get a better understanding. I don't think the answer is a banning of guns, I but I you know, common sense is needed. And I think there's there's going to be a need for uniformity, right? Um, there's got to, we have to have a balance. Yeah. And we don't have that because every state has its own, own rules. Like there, see, it, it's, it'd be like labor laws, right? The federal government has a minimum standard. Most states, their employment laws are higher than that standard. So that's what we need is we need a minimum standard for gun control, you know, and uh, gun reform. Um, and, and then each individual states have the option of following that minimum standard or adding more to it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only sort of, like, I think that's the base. And I believe that's, that exists there, but the minimum standard needs to be increased. Right. Well, it has to be revisited. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think that the the standard needs to be examined again. I think that, you know, in general, whatever solutions that are currently going on, they are not really working. And... Right. And I think part of that discussion, Chris. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but I think part of that discussion is you need to. I'm not saying the NRA, right? Because I I don't think they. I don't think they function the way they should, right? But I think um, states should put together um, their own panel or commission, right? For assessing what's within the state and then have a, you know, all the states need to collectively get together and with their own representatives that include, um, you know, the, the gun shop owners or, you know, They need to include, yeah, whoever will be affected. They need to have that representation in the dialogue. Because that's the only way you're going to get everybody's perspective and be able to actually come to a, you know, a, an, you know, an understanding of what, yeah, what would be, what would work best for everybody. You're not, well, yeah, right. And here's the thing is we know everybody's not going to be happy, right? So me saying everybody is wrong, um, I should say majority. And majority to me is if you can make 90% of everybody on board, you've 
you've done it. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get 90%, but nevertheless. You know what I mean, right? Like majority yeah, right. or a super majority. Let's let's put it a super majority yeah, rather I, than just a majority. I think two-thirds is enough. If you can get like, you know, two-thirds yeah. going, it, 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 it's a large enough majority where it's like, all right, you know, let's not be held back by the ideas of some, but, you know, let's not limit our ourselves. Um, right. So the other thing um, is the the shootings that happened in Georgia – they were um, they were focused on the Asian American Pacific Islander community, right? Yeah. Uh, Pacific Island community, and uh, the thing is, um, the AAPI community has been seeing an increased, uh, you know, increased number of uh, discriminatory and racist behavior um, against them because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, the China virus, and you know, here's the, the Wuhan virus the and Wuhan stuff like that. Yeah, all that has created a whole ton of horrible prejudice among among people, right? Who just want to lash out at a community, and in turn, like I think that there's a lot of people. It what can I say? We, we we see this after any sort of, like any sort of group gets targeted by this sort of like horrendous behavior. After, yeah, you know, after you know something is pushed on the pushed onto them as an identifiable sort of like issue right mm-hmm. and um yeah it's it, it just it's it's one of those things that's horrible and it's now led to actual consequences it's you know it's it's no different than in my opinion what happened at charlotte charlottesville or uh right you know like uh that black church i can't remember where where it was it was i think in south carolina yeah yeah, yeah i agree with you um it um, shows that you know what there's still a lot of work that needs to continue to be done uh, there's you know what education needs to continue to happen um, and as a society you know what it no this um, you know racism discrimination discrimination biases they continue to exist and uh, we as a as a country as citizens, residents, we need to do better. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just horrible, right? And hopefully we can sort of solve these issues. So, did you hear about the story? And this is a uh, on a slightly like it's not light, but it was like you go, grandma. Uh, it was a grandmother in San Francisco. She was uh, waiting at um at you know, at a street corner, the light to turn and some random white dude came and he punched her. Jesus Christ. She's an Asian grandma, right? And she, I, and I saw the video because, um, you know, as this was happening, um, it got captured by, it's a guy, you know, who runs around, you know, he was on his um, daily run and he saw it and he stopped and he started taking a video of it, right? But the grandma, what she did was like uh, I think she um, there was a stick nearby or something and she picked it up and she you know what she fought back just wailed on and this she railed on this dude okay so and he was just right ra- it was a random white dude he walked by and he just he saw an, you know old Asian um, lady and punched her and her response was you know um, to and she just instinctively like fought back and you you know you could he, you could hear her yelling at him screaming at him right and 
and there was a translation it's like why'd you hit me like what did i do to you like how could you do this right and um so they started a gofundme page for her her family had to help with her medical and she got something like a million dollars donated to her gofundme page yeah and you know what she did she took that all the money that was donated to her for her gofundme page she has since donated it to aapi um and uh, fighting discrimination Jeez. good for her yeah she defended good for herself her. and you know you know some goodness happened out of it so yeah so if you guys want to do a google search do a google search on grandma in san francisco fights back aapi and i'm sure the video will come up but i saw that and i was like you know it's a very serious it's a very serious what we're talking about you know but um she fought back yeah. um and you know and you could see that there was a lot of um like everybody was running the and the guy was actually the guy who initially punched her he he was on a stretcher <laughs> he was arrested um and he has been charged with assault but he was the one that ended up being on the stretcher so although i said that it wasn't you know um it, we're talking about you know the community uh, i just thought that that was a that was it, it's not a light moment, but it's, you know, reflective that, you know, um, fighting back sometimes uh, fighting back is important Absolutely. And, and fighting back through education, fighting back, you know, um, I and you know what she, she, uh, she's got an affirmative defense of self-defense. <laughs> Absolutely. For any country uh, okay. claims. Do you want, I realized we totally skipped over trying to talk about vaccines. Do you want to quickly touch no, on No, yeah, I do, actually. Um, I, we didn't quickly touch on it because I, I do work. So the, um, yeah, I do want to touch on the vaccines. Um, and the, so CNN, um, Dr. Gupta from CNN, he's done a, um, he interviewed six of the, the doctors that were um, part of the, the response under the Trump administration. And... Dr. Burks, everybody remembers her, right? She she did a lot of the the um, the status updates and stuff like that. She's uh, she's come out and said that uh, if there is a lot of the deaths, a number of you know, huge number of the deaths that had happened could have been decreased substantially if the country had applied the lessons of the first um, surge towards. Um, the preventing any further surges from happening that obviously didn't happen right um so that um that was an interesting um information in fact uh one of the statistics coming out of this is that as of today 71 percent of americans over 65 or older have already received their first shot because that's 71 percent think about the, that amazing number wasn't the biden administration sort of like baseline that they wanted 100 million by the first 100 days yes um absolutely so that that was their coming in um that's one of the first things that the administration said was uh, you know they're committed to doing 100 100 million vaccinations within the first 100 days they actually reached that goal within the first 58 days which was this past friday and um they revised those numbers and said by the first 100 days, they will have reached 200 million vaccinations. 
Now, part of that problem uh, with the 200 million vaccinations is we do have a lot of anti-vaxxers um, or people who are in that wait and see category. Mm-hmm. Right. And that oh, I'm going to see, you know, what happens to everybody else. I, I've now talked to two people who or three people who are on that wait and see that, you know, I'm, I, I got my vaccine. I've, I've you know, transparency here. I got my first vaccination. I was on, I signed up for my state. And when I got the email that I was eligible, I made an appointment and I made the appointment, the soonest appointment that was available to me. And um, I'm impressed with the way the they did it. Because as soon as I got my vaccination, they immediately they scheduled me for my second one. So I know time date. And I got an email already of when to do it. And that's how that's how you know a concerted organized effort helps to push this forward right but it's really important to get the vaccinations because that's going to impact your ability to travel now we've we've talked about it this past weekend right because it's we've got family in the uk we've got family in canada in the us you know traveling back and forth we can travel but then we have the quarantine issues with the uk and the and Canada, uh, and they've got more robust tracking than they do here in the US. And even with a vaccination, you're still required to quarantine. And the reason why is even though you may be vaccinated, you might be a carrier, yeah. right? So the normalcy I think is gonna happen once we know on a global scale, um, we've hit the 75 to 85% vaccination globally, right? And having that, um, vaccination card is going to be so critical. So you know what I ordered, Chris, was because the vaccination card is like this, it's just paper, right? And it's going to be like critical for travel. Um, As soon as I get my second vaccination, I'm gonna get it laminated. So I've already ordered the lamination like uh, sleeves (laughs) to get that done (laughs) because I can't get it destroyed. (laughs) No, I I completely understand. It's it's one of those things that is, is so necessary and needs to be protected and if people don't understand that the need for like these vaccinations so-called passports you have to realize that this is not new we do this for other parts of the world you need to show you know that you've been vaccinated if you come from a hot spot of an area where there is a you know a raging disease right right and even when you're traveling right like you it's always advisable um and you know department of state says it um it's always advisable to take a look at the country that you're traveling to to see if there's anything that you need like a malaria shot or you know um you know if there's a increase in possibility of exposure to hepatitis right you, they tell you what you need to get what inoculations you need to get and when to get them prior to travel so this you're absolutely right chris this is not new yeah and it's just a, it's a normal step of, of of you know a world where there's you know infectious diseases and what can i say um it's it's not new i mean it's one of those things you need your vaccinations growing up uh i've i mean this whole anti-vaxxer thing was not a thing when i was growing up right and, and now yeah neither with me i mean it was you got it you get vaccinated um you know and you it was organized like in the sense, okay, you know, as a baby, what 
what vaccines you get. And then it's staggered, right? It's staggered throughout your, your childhood yeah. in terms of what vaccines you need to get and when to get them. Yeah. No, you know, in the UK, they have a little red book that from, from birth onwards where it, they, you Every have a full charge. record. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah, some people are gonna be like, "But my rights." Um, what can I say? It, it's it, vaccinations are. It's one of those weird topics now that because people think that they'll make you, you know, whatever. I, I just in general think that people need to consider that this is like just think about like outside their lives. This is like a normalcy for many other people, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, it, all things things, but. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the happy place. I, I really don't. Think yeah, just one last thing. Um, the current pace of vaccinations per day for the next five weeks is going to be um, two point five million approximately. Okay. Just Good. think about that. Yeah, uh, just think about that. Right, like it's there's um, and forty nine million Americans have been fully vaccinated. That means they've got one or two, but but I agree with you. And then on that note, um, we do want to. Um, and, and the last thing is that the three manufacturers that we, at least here in the U.S., uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson Johnson, they are hitting the targets for production that had been set for them. Okay, so, wow. uh, yeah, so it's it's all ramping up. And again, it's you can't just think of your own borders. We do have to think of it on a global scale. So. Um, as companies ramp up their vaccinations are able to get majority of their, you know what, there has to be a sharing of this with countries that are trying to ramp up as well. And on that note, um, as Chris said, we are going to go to our happy place. <laughs> yes, please. Chris, it seems like you're in a high traffic area. Uh, yeah. Do you want know a lot of people moving <laughs> around? Apparently, in my way. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Happy Place time. Uh, the Suicide Squad trailer came out. Holy crap. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. I have to say, like, there was, like, so much stuff, like, just, like, thrown at you. <laughs> was, I, I watched it twice, back to back, and I was still, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, it's very different, but it, it really brings out, like, sort of, like, uh, a more campy version of the Suicide Squad, and it, and and it deals. And here's the thing: there's so many D-list characters. There's so many like you know. I'm just waiting for people to get you know killed, right? Like yeah. that's the entire point of this is that they're gonna really just go deep, and then uh, and it just like shows like a whole bunch of like cool stuff, and then people are gonna get killed in really weird and fantastic ways. Can I say uh, I love Joel Kinnerman and I'm. So happy to see him again. <laughs> yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. It's I, always I enjoyable watching does, him. Yeah, I hope he does not die. Uh, yeah, I hope he survives too. Yeah, but that, I think that might be like the point of this movie is like people from the first movie are going to die in this one. So it's like, oh shit. You really think so? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't see like. But I don't think Harley Quinn is dying. No, I don't see Harley Quinn dying, but I see Captain Boomerang dying. I see like. Um, Joel Kinnaman dying. I don't think Peacemaker will die because they did hit like John Cena's character because they're doing like a Peacemaker TV show right now. Okay. Right. So I think they're to be to... on what HBO Max. Yeah. Or okay. I'm really liking HBO Max. Yeah. Well, HBO Max is like the Disney Plus for the DC stuff, right? But you right. get more than DC stuff. Uh, just like right, uh, right. you know, you'll get 
you know Star Wars stuff with uh, the other guys, but nevertheless, um, yeah, no, just all things, all things put together, just uh, yeah, it was a good trailer. Um, I don't know if you got this, but uh, you know who was doing the voice for the shark guy? Who? That was Stallone. Oh, you know what? I saw him as uh, one of the one of the um, actors, and I was. Yeah, I'll I'll look at it again or watch it again, but yeah, I was trying to figure out okay, who could it be, and the one that seemed to be the one that that made sense was the shark. Yeah, yeah, he he's just doing the he's playing King Shark, so it's gonna be very interesting. Um, so what are you looking um most forward to it? Um, I mean, when it comes to this stuff, like I I was a guy who actually liked the first Suicide Squad, like you know I liked the first half of that movie. Um, yeah, and I like Jared Leto's Joker, and I wanted to see more of him. So, um, when it came to um, that movie, I was like, "All right, I want to see what James Gunn can do. I want to see his take on it." And his take really is to lean into the absurdity of it all, mainly that you know people are going to be like killing each other, like nonstop, right? Right. And so, um, I, I'm really, yeah. I was. What can I say? I'm. I'm really excited. I want to see. I want to see this. And I want to see it. Uh, I want to see this fast. I want. To, I want it out. But thank God it's coming to HBO Max. Uh, if it wasn't coming to HBO Max, I'd be like, Oh God, do I have to go to the theater for this? Do I just wait? Um, you know. Well, I will be able to. Oh really? Soon. <laughs> soon. Open? I said are, soon. Are, theater, are theaters open down there right now? Um. You know what? I, I think. I think so. I or I think they're. Um, I think they're slated to open up. Yeah, so they're still closed for us. We're still so far, but you know. And I, but I think they all they still have capacity. Like they still have, um, certain capacity. In fact, uh, yeah. It it seems like they are open, but they've got limited capacity. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just quickly looking it up too, and they're saying that yeah, they're getting back to normal, but. Again, as people get <coughs> vaccinated, they're going to be more um, open to doing that, right? Yeah, it's just it's, uh, it's a matter yeah. of time. Yeah, exactly. And there's, um, you know what, I'm going to put it out there. If um, the Snyder Cut goes in and, you know, they open it up in the theaters, I will be going there. Oh, <laughs> I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it. Yeah, and you'd see me back, uh, back there. Uh, just so that I can, oh, I would love to see the the Snyder Cut in IMAX. Uh, but uh, all in good time. So, Chris, I've got a question for you. Do you was there anything in particular that you enjoyed um, from the trailer? Are you sort of like um, in the Suicide Squad trailer that you're just like, oh, damn, they're going there? Uh, Starro. I mean, when the Starro showed up, I was like, oh snap, they're really that guy. Uh, right, he was the one that I was like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna bring that character in." He's like a Justice Leaguer, right? Like one of those OG Justice League uh, characters. So, yeah, I mean, Starro's inclusion, uh, the fact that this is rated R, you know, King Shark just ripping people apart. Yeah, I'm quite excited for this. I want to see where this goes. Um, it, it's it's more different than anything we've seen in the DC universe so far, and it is a very direct indication of you know, like they really are done with the whole Snyderverse style of things. Do you think so? Because, you know, um, speaking of the Snyder style, right, um, the stats are starting to come out and it's one of the most downloaded 
Um, and stream things ever. Yeah, stream things ever. Everywhere. It's like everywhere. Just thing. Uh, I I remember uh, there was also news that like the Batman versus Superman uh, cut. Um, the IMAX cut that is getting re-released, right? That one is, uh, uh, from what I understand, um, that one's completely sold out. Like the re-release, like you know, Blu-ray uh, cut, like it's gone. Yeah, because it's it's like three hours, right? Yeah. I think the um, previous director's cut was two and a half hours, so there's about thirty more minutes of footage, which I've watched, by the way. Really, and it's. It's so good. It makes so much sense, right? And now, having watched uh, Justice League Snyder Cut, you can go back to seeing um, BVS Ultimate. It just completely elevates that movie even more, right? Then, uh, so I'm I'm hoping that's not the case, though. I, I really am hoping hoping that um, it, it's not the it, it, uh, yeah. I hope it's not the case, and you know what? Um, that the that powers be that be tr understanding you know how important it would be but uh i think the this suicide squad is very um it's definitely got you you know it's a james gunn movie right based yeah. on just the feel of it yeah no it's it's got that feel it's got that very it's kind of guardians but not entirely yeah um, it's sort of I, I don't know it's sort of a, it's it's the anti-hero um dirty dozen yeah that's what it feels like it. it's like the dirty dozen yeah yeah right but with our dc anti-heroes yeah <laughs> that, um, that that's exactly so definitely so. yeah so yeah no i'm i'm all about that i, I want to see where they where they go with them i think it's gonna be very cool um what else, what else came out this sort of week uh well so we know that um mortal kombat's coming out yeah right yeah, um what are we expecting stuff. there there was um mortal kombat's coming out um the exact uh, date that it's going to get dropped or released i'm trying to see where is it um it's coming april 16 prior to that we're going to get uh Godzilla v Kong. Okay. Right. Have you, and um, I'm trying not to watch a lot of those um, this those episodes or you know the trailers, not episodes, trailers for it um, anymore. Um, and I think that one is scheduled to come out March 31st as well. And I'm looking forward to that. And then the question is, so who do you think is Godzilla more powerful than King Kong? Who do you think is going to be um, like the like? I, I, I think it'll be a team up, but who do you think would? It'll win? definitely be a team up, but I'm I, I think Kong has the, has the edge, right? He can use, I mean, he can use freaking you know weapons. Like that's all that matters. Like he's got he. I think he's got the. Uh, I think he's got the. Uh, Fluidity, right? He's yeah. got the advantage in terms of how he can move. Yeah. Right. Godzilla doesn't have that same flexibility. Like he's even when he turns around, like yeah, he's got the, you know, his the the tail, which is very powerful. But at the same, like there's very limited movement. Whereas Khan can, if he wanted to, swing swing around buildings all around him if he wanted to. Exactly. Right? He's, like, he's, it's he's just... got speed, and he's got the ability to use weapons. And specifically, he has a weapon that counteracts one of Godzilla's most important abilities. I think that there is a lot uh, of advantages that Kong has, and that, yeah, yeah. What can I say? I'm Team Monkey. 
You know, <laughs> I think Monkey's gonna beat up the lizard. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have put it that way, but all right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So um, you're going with Kong is gonna be, uh, beat Godzilla. Yeah, I think it's very clear that Kong, like Godzilla, it, it's gonna be like the misunderstanding thing where Godzilla's like the bad guy, but there's gonna be a clear winner. Like you know who clearly won that fight. You know, it's like watching Batman versus Superman. You know, Batman clearly won that fight. He was about to kill Superman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Right. The man was able to was about to kill the god. Exactly. And that one. Right. The other thing um, I wanted to touch. Uh, so those are the ones that I, you know, I, I know are coming out. There's a couple of other things, but I think those are the the big highlights that we're gonna look forward to coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that. Uh... So, Chris, I've got a. I want to put this out there. So this was a show that, you know, um, was in the 1990s, okay? It was the first show that um, started using uh, computer graphics as, you know, a, a backdrop to a lot of their, a lot of the, the stuff that was going on. And so I started watching it again. And you have to watch it with a, through the lens of, okay, this is 1990s, graphics are not the way they were here. And I think this would be a good remake. Um, so anybody listening out there who works, you know, um, uh, who's able to do this, spearhead this, um, good remake, good reboot is Babylon 5. Okay. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, I tried to start it, right, because I was into the Star Trek phase for a while, but... Uh, uh... I only I think I started like watching like the first or two two episodes uh, that I was able to find. Um, I think they had like a free trial on like uh, Crave or something like that. Okay. Right. So um, HBO Max has it, which is why I'm able to enjoy it. Right. And um, I mean, so you have to take the you know first season's acting. You have to take with a grain of salt. Even the um, even the you know, the graphics weren't as great, but the story of Babylon Five is really good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a recommendation um, outside of the the movies that we're seeing. Is that watch Babylon Five? Okay, it's a really good storyline, and it's so. Uh, last time I saw it was, gosh, almost fifteen years ago, right? And I, and I just realized like. You know, this is such a good show. There's such a good storyline behind it. And it's a great one that would have been good for a reboot. All right. Um, I mean, not, I'm not... Right now, our show is, is about to end up um, in the sci-fi thing. Resident Alien on sci-fi. It's about to end. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I, I would recommend it myself. I haven't seen it. Um, but I will take that into account. That has... Um, Alan Tudyk in it, right? Yeah, yeah. That homie is killing it. He's really good. I loved him in um, in Firefly. Firefly and Serenity. And dude, man, he, him in uh, what was that uh, really good movie? Um, crap, I, I'm trying to remember. No, no, it was the television show, Doom Patrol. Oh my god, loved him in Doom Patrol. Oh, yes. He's in there, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I love him. He's just, he's really good. He He's definitely a chameleon. Um, Dude, Harley Quinn, the show, he's like Clayface and the Joker. Wow. So, I yeah. did not know that. 
Yeah, yeah, he's a great voice actor. He does a lot of voice roles. So, so um, Resident Alien is it thirty minutes or is it forty? Is it like a full or is it like uh, it's, it's a full? It's a full length sort. It's a full length, and uh, how many episodes? I believe nine are currently out. I think it's ten total. Total. So uh, you know what? I'm liking that a lot of the episodes are ten or thirteen rather than the twenty four in a season, mm-hmm. and they and we get a lot more condensed in depth um, show. Yeah, I, I, there's a, there's a lot that ends up happening within the space, whereas you know rather than them having to stretch it out, right? I'm really liking that format, and I think it's working out well. I I realize because so Babylon Five has um, was the traditional I think 22 or 24 episodes per season, and certain ones you're like, oh, okay, this is just like a, it's just holding space right yeah a lot it doesn't of really move yeah a filler that's it it's it's a filler episode so it doesn't really move the story too for too much forward except for maybe like 30 seconds in it um so i think at babylon 5 if it was remade it could be condensed down to a shorter um shorter iteration but it's it was definitely a really good show okay yeah um yeah do we have anything else? I think this is a good place to end it. Um, no, I don't have anything else. I know it was uh, short and it sort of seemed a bit disjointed, but really appreciate um, you guys tuning in to us. Yeah, I mean, thanks for, for joining us on this one. I mean, to be very fair, the the Snyderverse has gotten me like just completely like loose. Yeah, me too. And you know what, Chris? What I would like us to do is, um, I, so I've, I've, you know, I would love for us to do just a uh, reaction from not just us but um others in our in our group so that we can get you know everybody else's opinion on it so maybe you know we can try to coordinate in the upcoming um couple of weeks to see if um anybody else would want to join us on this yeah absolutely we're gonna i I definitely know there's people who have a lot of opinions who just love what 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 happened in that movie and uh, i want people to see it cool all right all right so thanks for joining us guys Yep, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate, um, as always, um, you tuning in to us. And you can't not. You can't stop the signal. See you guys. Yep. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.